Welcome to the audio version of the 100% Wild Podcast. I'm Mark Kenyon. This is episode number 48. And today in the show, myself, Matt Drury, Mark Drury, and Dan Drake of Scent Crusher answer a listener-submitted question about our scent control regiments during the hunting season. So tune in and enjoy. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the 100% Wild Podcast. I'm Mark Kenyon with Wired to Hunt. Across from me, we've got Matt Drury and Mark Drury. And Matt, who do we have with us on the podcast today otherwise? Yeah, we have a very interesting guest because this is a, he's the president of a company that has a technology that we've kind of come in contact with the last couple of years. And it's one of those, in our opinion, kind of another game changer in the hunting industry, much like trail cameras were. And, you know, it just it's one of those things where it really, truly technology helps you in your hunt. So without further ado, we have Dan Drake from Sync Crusher. Thanks so much for having me on. Hey, Dan, how are you today? Going great. We're in Wichita just hanging out, so thanks for including me today. Good, good deal. Man, it's 100 degrees here in Missouri. How's it in, in Wichita? Exactly the same. <laughs> the convection oven here, you know, you, you're scared to go out and get in the food plots. You might get sunburned. Yeah, <laughs> it's brutal. Good deal. Well, we have a pretty good question today that I think we're going to be able to cover from a lot of different perspectives but specifically i think it's an interesting question coming from the ozone question and that's something that i think we get as many comments or emails about that as anything now when it comes to hunting and what you guys are doing have you tried ozone does it work Mm -hmm. so i'm looking forward to kind of getting into this one today definitely do you want to just hop right into it yeah let's do it hey guys my name is tj devoe I'm from Stevens Point, Wisconsin. My question is, how often do you guys wash your clothes in the middle of the season? I hate putting them in the dryer. I'm just trying to avoid as much scent as possible, and I always like to air dry them. But obviously, as the, as the fall goes on, it gets colder, and getting them air dried in time for the next morning isn't always easy. So just curious on what you guys do um, to control your scent, because obviously when we're walking in the morning or out in the evening or whenever, you know, we do get heated up, kind of just going to happen no matter what you do. So... Just curious on what you do um, to control your scent. And then secondly, if you ever get a chance to do a Facebook Live or a video on your whole process, basically from the moment you get up in the morning to the moment you get in the tree stand, just everything that you guys do um, to get ready to go to the, the tree stand. I'd just be really curious to see your process and uh, kind of compare it to what I do. Um, that'd be great. Thank you. Bye. Well, there's a lot there to cover. Yeah. And I think, like you mentioned earlier, I think we could all probably share our own process, our own scent control regimen. That'd be pretty interesting, I think, because everyone's got a little bit different angle on it. Um, but I don't know, Dan, do you want to do you wanna share your thoughts on that first, and we can kind of go from there? And talk about your, your day from there. So as far as, you know, scent crusher and how it works, it destroys all the bacteria that sits on your clothes. So... Um, I say as long as you don't get mud or blood on your clothes, you really don't have to wash them during the season at all. We kill all the bacteria on it in a 30-minute cycle, so it's easy. You end up saving all that time of of washing clothes two, three, six hours a week during the season, and it's even more effective because we kill the bacteria right up until the time you go to the stand. So you put your clothes in a bag or a closet, and I'll usually plug it in my cigarette, cigarette lighter in the back of my truck, and when I get to the stand um, to walk in, I pull the clothes out of the bag. They are perfectly sanitized. All the bacteria has been killed. Um, and you do that every day or every time you go to the stand, the perfect right before you go in. So unless you're 
you're creating a, a bunch of outside substance that you can't wipe off your clothes, like, like I said, mud or blood, then um, I don't think you need to wash your clothes at all. Just put them in the bag. And I think, Mark, you always say like you're doing a load, a, a load of laundry. And that's, you know, that's our advice as to how you do it. It's easier, it's quicker, and it's more effective right before you walk in. Now, you guys actually have a laundry unit as well, don't you? We do, yeah. So we wanted to create a complete system that you could use in every part of your regimen. So we have a washing machine, Wash 03 unit, that infuses ozone into the water so it can kill the bacteria that sits in there without any outside uh, laundry detergent, perfumes. It uses cold water. They use that stuff now in the, the jails and YMCAs where they have really high bacterial loads. They know they need to kill it 100%. So we created that for the hunter. Um, just as another device in the regiment. That's pretty interesting. And, you know, it's fascinating to me because I think, you know, with ozone technology, there's so many different ways you can use it in your regiment. Like you create your regiment around it. So whether you just have a little sink crusher go, you know, ozone go, you just do it in your truck, or you know, which is kind of a lot of the times what I'm stuck doing leaving the office here. And, and going straight to the lease or whatever the case may be. I mm -hmm. might have my bag plugged in here in the office while I'm, you know, with, with my gear, but like my bow and, you know, that type of stuff. I'll leave it in the truck, let it run for 30 minutes while I'm finishing up here in the office. And then by the time I get in there, it's, you know, it's all ready to go. So It, it takes a reprogramming yeah. in your mind, really. The answer to the question is, well, do you use ozone or do you not? Do you have the scent crusher system or do you not? Because prior to scent crusher, there's one answer to the question. And post scent crusher, the, the answer is much easier, and Dan just gave it. You know, I mean, anymore, we get in from hunting, and he, he said it. If you're muddy or bloody, then it's, it's time to rinse them and get that stuff out of there. But if it's just daily use bacteria, body odor, if you will, yeah. do a load, and you're ready to go the next day. And just leave it in the bag or leave it in the tote or leave it in the closet, and you're ready to go. I mean, it's, it's, it is the bomb, and if you're not hunting with it, you should start, in my opinion. We hunted with it the full year last year, and I was just amazed at the results. L literally amazed with them, Dan. I'm a huge believer. As you know, I love ozone. I love what it does, and um, I think it's a game changer when it comes to killing mature deer. Because prior to that, we had been using infield ozone generators. And, Correct. And probably for six years or so, mm -hmm. I'd say, and at least – and um, it's, you know, we saw how it worked in that application. So by the time, you know, Scent Crusher came out, it was kind of a, like an aha, like, no, this is, mm, yeah, this mm -hmm. makes sense. It was a, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Not an aha. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, ozone is definitely one of those things. I feel like if you're on the outside looking in, like if you haven't used it yet, it seems like, oh, can it really, yeah. can it really Isn't do it that? Gimmick? Is this really another one of those things that, you know, you're selling for a bunch of money and want me to take out there? But it's when you see it, you do believe it. Now, I've, I haven't used this type of um, application, but I've used an infield, you know, Zonix type thing. And, um, man, you see that with your eyes yeah. working. And it's hard to argue with it after you have that experience. So I can certainly see why something like this would be really intriguing. Um, and the, the, the science behind it is very sound when it comes to how ozone changes that molecular, molecular formation of that scent particle. Yeah. And um, it that said, though, and I think maybe, Dan, I would assume you'd agree. I, I know you guys agree, but there's also more to it, right? I think a, a sound scent control regimen is is multifaceted. It's more than just taking care of your clothes. It's also a whole slew of other things, right? I mean, 
Would you agree, Mark? Oh, absolutely. I would agree. Yeah, it's it's everything you do on a daily basis, but this makes it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's really, if you look at it for what it does over the long haul, is it any more expensive? I would argue that it is easier and, and more economical to go grab a tote or a, a bag than it is to continue buying the sprays and continue buying the detergents and all the other things that add up in cost. This is over the long haul. It's a cheaper, cheaper route. I, I was going to ask you last fall while using this, did you still spray down? Cause uh, I still find myself, I don't know whether it's just kind of bred into my mind. Like I still spray down quite a bit. Very seldom. Yeah. Not much in answer to your question, yeah. you know, because you're already killing it all with that. Yeah. So why then add any, any other potential smells to it yeah. the way i looked at it you know well dan that's a good question does that how does that interact you know a spray or something like that interact with what's already been taken care of with the ozone well you know the, the anything that you introduce after the ozone treatment is new bacteria or something different so if you feel comfortable using the sprays and the way they work to fight that perspiration uh, on stuff then you continue to use that regimen. What we've tried to do is be able to introduce ozone into every part of your life. So whether it starts with the washing machine and washing your clothes to going to the tote uh, or the closet or the bag where you put every piece of your gear, your boots, your bow, your release, your camera gear, everything to kill it, to finally getting in your truck to go to the system, then you can plug in an ozone go and it kills all that, you know, pet, dog food, kid smells that sit in your truck. Um, you know, we tried to be able to introduce ozone everywhere in your environment so that you're completely sanitized 100% before you walk in there. And, and if you want to use other things, once you get in there, um, you create a little bacteria as you walk in with perspiration. The, the ozone will stick on you for 20 to 40 minutes as you walk in before it becomes oxygen again. It continues to work some, but everybody's got a different amount of perspiration. And and people, guys are welcome to use that as part of the regimen as well. So what does the rest of your scent control, what's the full beginning to, to the end process look like for you? I think we've talked about in the past, but maybe not since you've been using Scent Crusher. For me, it's I have the, the closet out in my shed by my house. I have a tote in my, in my closet inside the house. So everything gear-wise goes in the, the big closet out in the shed, the camera bag, the bows, the things you take in on a day-in and day-out basis, boots. Inside the house, everything that I wore or am wearing throughout the season goes in the tote. I do 30 minutes on each, and then they stay there until I'm ready to go back out the next next day. See, I hunt from the house, so I don't have to, like, take it out with me or do the ozone go as much because I'm generally just a few minutes from my stand. So I keep it oh, – you know, in the ozone as long as I can till I'm ready to hunt. And it's for two of us, obviously, with a cameraman, yep. you know. Yeah, I, I rely heavily on the bag because of, I mean, I'm hunting out of my truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the least, primarily, I'm hunting out of the truck. And even when I'm not, if I'm going to Daz or we're going to, to Illinois or whatever, still hunting out of the truck. So I, I tend to leave everything. They got a, like an oversized uh, gear bag that has rollers on it. Yeah. I tend to leave everything I got in that bag. And, um, and then I have a tote in the back of my truck that is just always back there that kind of has the miscellaneous or the pack or the whatever yep. you know the bigger items the bulkier items and the I've, I've come to rely heavily on it because frankly i know that i'm not scent free after spending so much time here at the studio all day 
you know, like I don't have anywhere to shower before I go hunting that afternoon. So a lot of times I'm stuck with making sure I, I, I usually go, I don't know whether you have to or not. It's probably a good question to ask Dan, but like I'll go on longer cycles, 30 with maybe another 15 minutes, just because I want extra ozone to think that it might help cover the fact that I've been in regular clothes in the studio that in my office is right next to the break room. So there's the microwave smells and, you know, it's just a lot that I'm contending with. So, you know, I'm running that in the bag, but I'm also usually running, like I said, the ozone go in the truck. And I, you know, I, I tend to run that ozone go for 15 to 20 minutes while I'm in the truck headed to the lease to try to help kill any, you know, any of that bacteria off of myself as well, because it just, you know, like I said, I just don't have a chance to shower beforehand typically. Would it be fair to say that you guys are both still not getting changed until you're out of the truck and you're yeah. at your property or everything yeah, yeah. that's still too, right? That's a, a good rule to follow. I, I get changed. I get changed right there. And, and you ride I go, the truck uh, with it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, for me, I'm not getting changed till I get, I change out in the element. And then when I'm done with the hunt that night, I'm putting it back in the bag, back into the truck. So mine almost never gets to a point where it's, it's either in the timber or you know in in yep. outside or it's or in that bag. bag. But yeah. I have that much confidence in it because I've seen it work to where the system's working because in addition to you know putting it in the closet or putting it in the tote, then when we get in the field we add the two in-field ozone generators mm-hmm. and I mean <laughs> we just don't get sm- smelled a whole heck of a lot unless the conditions are wrong. You know really right. strong wind they're going to get you really low pressure. They seem to get you, but high pressure, decent, normal wind. We fool most of the deer that come by, and I, I attribute it to ozone. And we talk, we're talking about a regimen here, but realistically, we're always still looking for the right wind direction, too. Oh, of course, you know, yeah. We're still hunting smart. So. And, Dan, answer me this question. Like, we are unique in the fact in that we hunt every day, so mine gets treated every day for four straight months. Is there a cumulative effect where it's getting cleaner and cleaner and cleaner, or is it every day the same amount of... Uh, every day, it's the same amount. Matt was talking about how he's stinkier than the rest of us, so he had to use it a lot more. The, the truth is, is the hunting clothes are essentially clean. We do a whole bunch of sports stuff and, and stuff too, but you're essentially not sweating. So a, a 10, 15-minute cycle is just as good as a 30-minute cycle. More is not not better but it's not harmful either and you know the other thing the system is easy so you're not washing your clothes so you're not fading your stuff you're not tearing down the fabric they will last longer and you can't put too much ozone on it but at the same time you know a 10 minute cycle is sufficient because there's not a lot of bacteria and perspiration that sits on there so um you know those short cycles are are just as good and you can't do too much of it i still do 30. Uh, so one question, you know, one thing I do, do hear about on ozone is kind of the, um, deterioration of rubber materials. So like kind of take us through that. Is it, is it true? Is it false? Is it a kind of a misnomer or, you know, like I worry about my, um, safety safety harness. harness. I get get two questions. Well, one is ozone safe and we can talk about that and the rest of it if you want, but two is is how does it affect the clothes that you have. So ozone will affect natural rubber uh, and natural rubber that's used in elastics. So there are not very many compounds in the world today that are pure natural rubber. The only things that we really see uh, that are affected are um, some suspender straps and like your binocular um, 
kind of harness that is just real cheap elastic or, or real thin rubber, we will see those get affected. We have not seen like any um, bands inside your um, pants or that go around your jackets be affected um, with it. But we say be careful not to use um, rubber or elastic in the bags just as a warning. To be honest, we've seen very few materials be affected by that as we do it all. My base layers and all that stuff go in there. My boots go in there. We have thousands of hours of testing on on my um, set of muck boots and lacrosse boots and all those things. And, and all the uh, camera equipment and all that stuff is just, you know, it's not affected. It, it's safe. But if, if you're worried about a specific piece of gear, then, you know, hang it outside the bag and zip it up if it's suspender straps or, or don't put it in there. Um, but for the most part, everything is just fine to throw in there. What about the tether on the safety harness? Um, those are fine. We haven't done specific testing on it, but what I know with those is that they are compound material. Usually they're not pure rubber. Just to be safe, I'd probably not do that one. <laughs> That's the one thing I spray down as my yeah. safety harness, yeah. just in case. Interesting. What uh, about your regimen? So so I, I haven't used Scent Crusher, but I, I do use Ozone. But, I mean, my regimen... You know, there's the whole body odor thing from the get-go, so I think you guys probably do something similar. Do a shower with some type of odor eliminating or scent-free product, mm-hmm. shampoo, body wash, etc. Um, you know, scent-free deodorant, antiperspirant. Uh, all my clothing is outside in totes, um, and then either if I'm getting, if I'm traveling somewhere, that's in the back of the truck. Get changed in the field. Um, I do spray down still, and then we've talked about this a handful of times. I put nose jammer on the bottom of my boots. Um, I've just I've personally seen some pretty interesting things there that they give me some confidence. And then once I get to the tree, nose jammer at the base of the tree, um, up in the tree, then I use the ozonics. Um, and that's basically it. I mean, and then I wash all my clothes still. And how often do you wash? For me, I'm probably doing that. It depends on the weather. I mean, the hot parts of the season. If I'm hiking, if I'm walking long distances, and I've obviously sweated a lot, I might do it. You know, the next day. Um, if I know I'm going back out and it's been, you know, I definitely need to take care of it. But during the rut, you know, when it's cold and I haven't perspired a whole ton, you know, once a week, maybe something like that. Um, and then again, all that stuff's stored outside otherwise and sprayed down every time I go out. So that's, that's what I've done. Um, and I think, I think we can all agree on this. Like this stuff, it all helps. I don't think anything is going to make it 100% foolproof, but you do as much as you possibly can always still try to play the wind and be smart but anytime we can put one percent more in our column in our favor i say do it so back the deck yeah so so that's what's that's what's been working for me so dan anything new on the horizon here i know you know last year you guys had quite a few products is there anything new for this season coming out well you know we were talking about um how we want to treat every piece of your environment and brand new this year is uh, an ozone room clean we call it but you can plug this into your house anywhere and it's variable ozone on this side and it's got a 10 20 30 minute timer so it can go anywhere from your bathroom that's five by five to your utility room where your dogs are running in and out of or you've got your kids there to frying food in the kitchen Um, so it covers about 350 square feet Um, so just another way to keep your entire environment clean before you go out and you know, what we found is that people are using the ozone products all year long. So they're using the bag for their kids' sports equipment. They're using it for other stinky things, cigar shirts that they have, all that stuff. So this allows you to bring it into the house, put it in your 
kids, teenagers, you know, bedroom to the kitchen to the bathroom. Uh, you know, it's just kind of another complete way to cover the, the system that you have. Terry needs that for his trailer. Yeah. <laughs> this spring I had to use two generators, just took the generators out of the bags, and I set them up in his trailer because it's a dead mouse somewhere, or several dead mice. <laughs> There's a lot of dead mice there. So, so Dan, I've got a and question. they keep dying. Yeah. <laughs> and and this, is, this is out of ignorance because I'm just not familiar with your technology, um, but I'm just interested in the past, when I've used ozone to get that to work in the field, I, you know, you, you have to have that ozone above you to drop down your scent stream to to connect with your scent molecules, and then it's able to neutralize them. How does it work in a situation like that where you've got something plugged into the wall? How does it attach to all the different scent molecules, whether it be in your car with the go, I think is what you called it, or in something like this? I'm just curious. So what we know is that ozone is most effective when it is in a container. So. We hired the guys from NASA who did the International Space Station and they did the water system with that. And it was a closed environment in that water system. And as I worked with them more, I figured out if you put ozone in a container, you can kill bacteria 100%, which is your smell. So if you would consider your container being a washing machine tub, the inside of your truck cab, um, the inside of a bag, a closet, the inside of a bathroom that's five by five there, or the inside of your house, we've created containers and specifically designed and engineered our products to have the right amount of concentration of ozone and the right amount of time as those two functions to be able to treat your clothes or whatever else sits in that environment. So really we've found the best way to use ozone isn't where your container is infinite. It's much easier to control before you get into that hunting environment in your car as a, as a container or into a bag or a closet. And, and we have designed them specifically with the right amounts of ozone and the way they're lined to be safe for people to use. Okay. So on that ozone go in the truck, yep. should you or should you not be in the vehicle while that's running? It is designed so that you can be in the vehicle while it's running. Okay. So there, the EPA regulates the levels of where you can be. It's 0.08 parts per million. This is about a 0.02, 0.03 parts per million to defense depending on the size of your cab. We have some automatic shut up on this, about 30 minutes, it'll shut off for 15 and then come back on. So we've designed it so it's safe for you to use in there. Um, you know, some people don't like the smell of ozone, it's not hurting you with this product, but we found about 5% of the people are sensitive to the smell. And for those people, they just don't have to run it while they're in there. But everybody else we found uses it pretty, th pretty much 365 days a year. They've got stinky kids and dogs and pizza and spilt milk and and you know, spit cups and all types of things that, that go in there. I have a car I don't drive very much, and I got some uh, mice that got into the, the AC unit with it, and I put this in there, and you know, it destroys all that smell. So I had two neighbors. We were out for the Fourth of July, you know, not too long ago, and they were talking about the one has a son who's in hockey, and I was telling her about just kind of your product line, what it does. And she, she was a you know, housewife. It's nothing to do with hunting. And so I gave her, I had two of those ozone goes. So I gave one to her and then our other neighbor, she's a smoker and she, you know, her husband was kind of giving her crap saying her, her vehicle smelled so bad inside. And I gave the other one to her and they couldn't believe how well they worked. And these are people, you know, they're just not hunters They're to your point. It's, it can be used in many applications. Yep. You know, and I think that's why people have found that it's great because you can use it all year round and, and you don't have to just justify it to your significant other that this is for the hunting season that's 60 <laughs> days. 
it's really for the whole family all year round. So, well, Dan, are you not launching a whole nother division? We are. So we just launched a division called Odor Crusher. So Scent Crusher is the hunting side of the business, and Odor Crusher is the sports and military and tactical side. So we cover all the same stinky stuff that's hockey, football, soccer, lacrosse equipment in mom's minivan to uh, military and tactical stuff. So the bulletproof vest, the tactical gear, the helmet that uh, the police and military can't clean, um, we're starting to clean that stuff too. Awesome. Yeah. Cool technology. It is cool technology. Pretty neat. Yeah. Ozone. It's uh, eye-opening. Yeah. It's really like what are the other ways that, you know, you can use it and and as a hunter, you're always trying to find the edge, as you yeah. mentioned. It's yeah, like, always. I wonder what things are going to be in the future with, with ozone. Yeah. You know? Perfectness. Uh, NASA perfected it in the 70s, and now, you know, here we are, 2015, and we're able to apply it to everyday uses in the hunting environment it's just awesome so it's kind of amazing the things that have come out of nasa that went from nasa to consumer products velcro dip and dot i mean the essentials <laughs> in life <laughs> yeah so anything else when it comes to scent control that we need to be touching on here we've kind of gone through some ozone stuff some basic body care and for your regimen because back to this guy's question he's asking to do a facebook live or whatever to see it all and so you're using scent-free detergents. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. using scent-free I soaps. skipped over that part, yeah. assuming everyone was. But, yeah, scent-free everything. And uh, I used the scent away. And then they had that titanium pack. I yeah. started using that in yeah. the rinse cycle. And then the dryer, then to the ozone. Yeah. So, yeah, every every step you can possibly take. Yeah, yeah. Seems like it, check all the boxes. Yeah, that's right. I mean, at this point, I, most people I think you know of, yeah, and almost every clothing has some sort of scent technology Something. in it, right? Yeah, whether it's carbon or zeolite, zeolite whatever or it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, here's a question about showers. I always wonder if I'm going to hunt all, if I'm going to hunt a morning sit and an evening sit. So I always shower in the morning before I go out in the morning. But then a lot of times, like eh, I don't want to shower again before the afternoon sit. In that situation, do you shower before each sit? I generally shower twice a day. Yep. But right. often, a lot of the season, we're only hunting in the afternoons. Right. So I will shower prior to the hunt, and then I'm, I'm typically shower prior to bed. Okay. It, if we're a dad's, his, the bunkhouse where we sleep, it just has a smell that you, you know, we, we need like 10 of those rooms. <laughs> we're just hammering poor Terry's smell. <laughs> well, he's not here. Yeah, when he's <laughs> not here to defend himself. Just. <laughs> no one wants to go there and hunt anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but you have him. That may be his unique, plan. Yeah, that <laughs> probably is his plan. So we set up that closet out in this kind of, we call it the war room, but it's kind of a, it's a scent-free zone, so to speak. And we set that closet out there. Well, I finally started putting all my clothes in my, when I go up there, my scent crusher bag and all that stuff, I just leave it over there. The problem is the, like, just from being asleep in that, you know, in that bunkhouse, like you have to take a shower in the morning. You know, if you're hunting, if it's like during the rut or yeah. whatever, you got to take a shower before each hunt because yep. you, your hair, like your hat, like you just reek of that smell. And I assume there's a lot of hunting cabins out there like that. Oh my goodness, <laughs> yes, that, probably. You know, a lot of guys, their crew is, yeah. you know, they're, they're not used, they're musty, and, yeah, you know, smoke, you know, yeah, uh-huh. partying yeah. before, you know, because a lot of guys hunting camps is it's not necessarily like to the degree that these guys hunt every day. It's just like gun season or you know what i mean it's as much about the good time as anything we don't use scented soap the entire year because of that yeah and last fall particularly i went in to do a load of laundry and 
and the fumes just nailed me and i'm used to no smell when i open that and i went and found taylor as quick as i could because <laughs> i i knew what had happened you know yeah and i was like why does my washing machine smell <laughs> and she was like i don't know you know and then i found the soap that she used and i, I went and hid it from her for the rest of the year poured and, it out and re- I, I gently reminded her that it's a scent free washing machine and i want it that way year round yeah. I, I don't want any smells in there you know because if you introduce smells to them mm-hmm. you know you're, you're asking for trouble it's a scent free home it is a yeah. scent free home literally good. dad tries to be yeah literally i know some people i think even grant woods is someone who has as a separate washing and drying machine yeah. just for hunting clothes to keep it yeah. 100% scent free. Um, now, now something that's that is worth just reiterating again, and I think it's something that we've kind of alluded to, and there's a lot of ways you can deal with this, including you know like a bag like you guys are using. Um, but it's not just your clothing; it's all the little accessories, anything that can hold on to some scent. It can be your, the release on your bow. Yeah. It could be your binocular straps. It could be think about your pack your pack oh yeah i mean there's so many things in there that hold scent that i think a lot of guys overlook mm-hmm. you know, and that stuff just gets thrown in the back of the truck or something think of that nasty pull-up rope that you've had yes. for six seven years with sweat blood all the nasty bacteria that's where yeah. scent crusher trumps everything else because you can put all that stuff in that closet do a load for 30 minutes and clean it all it's yeah. like it's you know you're clean again yeah yeah i think definitely paying attention to all those little things is key so yeah Dan, anything else you want to add on that front? No, we're uh, we're excited that that you guys are talking about it, and using it, and uh, Kenyon, we're going to make sure that you have a bag so you save hours and hours every week this fall, so you won't have to stay right. home, wash clothes, and stay up late. He's okay. got an early season like trip planned where he's kind of a DIY trip. I guarantee you that you could benefit that, from that. That is a perfect application for it because I can't Absolutely. really, I don't have good access to showers, no drying machine or washing machine. Yeah. So that is actually, I'm going to give that a try. What's that? Yeah. I said a big elk hunt you're going to take. Uh, this is actually a western whitetail hunt. Going to do a public land hunt in Montana and North Dakota. Right on. So we'll give it a shout out there again. Do the whole camp out of the truck and see what we can put so together. So you're not going to take the big motorhome on this one? No, leaving that and all of its problems <laughs> somewhere else. <laughs> so is the goal a mature deer or is it any deer or what's what's the goal? Goal's mature deer. You know, last year I was able to kill a three year old out there on public, and this year I'd like to kill. At least a three-year-old, but I'm going to be a little more picky this year because um, now I've got a better idea of how to pull it off. I think I could shoot 100, 130 inches, maybe four-year-old, hopefully both states. I've got 15 days to do it. Oh, nice. Well, um, awesome. So I got so two this weeks is perfect and, then. Yeah. So why wouldn't you take the motorhome on that one? Because you got to have somewhere to park it? or So cause my biggest issue is like the, where am I going to put it? Like I don't know what the situations are going to be. In a lot of these situations, Like you're just pulling off on some public land and sleeping in just a pull-off driveway. Yeah. I don't know. Like Just the logistics of having the big yeah. camper everywhere I go, it's nice to have that. Yeah. But it's also a hindrance in that you just there's so many unknowns, and you need a bigger area. And So maybe if I can get out there a couple days beforehand and scout it out, and I see, okay, hey, there's a great campground right next to it, um, we might do that. It's a camper, a pull behind? Or it's a pull behind. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's, it's 20-foot pull behind, um, you know, that we lived out of for 60 yep. weeks this spring, and we're t- going back out there for another five, six weeks, the wife and I. Um, so right now I think we're planning on keeping it in storage out there. Gotcha. And then That's she, smart. Yeah, but we'll see. It's it's up in the air still. Either way, I'm not going to have a shower. I'm not going to have a washer or dryer, yeah. and so it's, it's going to be doing whatever I can in the field, dumping a gallon of water over my head. 
um, and making it work. So this could be a great tool. Perfect. I'm, I'm interested to try it. Well, Matt, anything I, else? No, I mean, I, you know, sync control is kind of an intimate thing for each person because you got your own regiment, right? Mm -hmm. That you feel like works. Some guys use covers, you know, covers. Mm -hmm. We really talk about that, but like I know um, Aaron Bennett, who films with me a lot, he's always got some sort of like natural leaf, pine, dirt. Mm -hmm cover scent that he's used to put in his totes but i i feel like when he pulls that out it, it's it a stinks. very strong smell. and it doesn't smell natural i i so I that's mean, what i always think and i'm not talking specifically on errands yeah. i've had other guys do the same thing and every time i smell it i'm like man just go with no scent yeah you know? yeah so that's the best that's why i like this so much you know it's kill it all go out there with no scent yeah yeah so that that's another thing but you know yeah. i i don't have much you know, I, I've never really used that, but he has. So when you're hunting with a camera guy, you may as well have used right. it. Yeah. <laughs> you're kind of stuck. True. You might want to try to you get him on You gain it for that hunt and several following with the odors that come off of Very it. Very true. Well, uh, well, yeah, interesting stuff. Thank you, Dan, for joining us. Thank you, Mark, for joining I, us. We appreciate pleasure. it. And uh, I guess we'll leave our listeners and viewers with just a quick reminder that if you would like to send in a question for the future, you can definitely do that. We'd love to hear it. We'd love to try tackling it. Uh, you can do that by visiting wiredtohunt.com slash 100% wild. And if you want to listen to future audio episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Google Play, Stitcher, or wiredtohunt.com. You can find it in all those different places. So uh, check that out. And Matt? As always, you can follow along with the video version of this podcast at the Drury Outdoors YouTube channel and follow along with all of our original hunts, throwback hunts, uh, we have Killing It in the Kitchen segments with Taylor. Uh, some really cool stuff over on the YouTube channel. So as we start ramping into the fall here, definitely be paying attention to that because we're going to try to turn around some hunts that happened this fall and edit them and put them up on the channel. We did some of that for the first time this spring. Worked out really good. It was, it was a fun thing to do. And and uh, so anyways, more of that coming at you. Follow us on social at Drury Outdoors on all the social channels. And uh, until next time. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Peace.